Welcome to this episode of the Middle Market Growth Conversations podcast, where we look at the trends impacting mid-sized companies and the influencers behind their success. I'm Larry Guthrie, Director of Communications for ACG Global, and I'm here with Katie Mulligan, the editor of ACG's magazine, Middle Market Growth. So Katie, who do we have for this week's podcast? Hey Larry, I spoke with John Oshel, the CEO of SwiftPage. SwiftPage is a provider of cloud-based customer relationship management platform called ACT, which is used heavily by small and mid-sized businesses and a name that probably a lot of our listeners have heard of before. John talked to me about the technological developments that are impacting the CRM space, things like artificial intelligence and voice activation that are really transforming both his company and the industry overall. Yes, and from what I understand, SwiftPage has made a number of acquisitions over the years to grow into what it is today. Did John talk at all about that? He did, yeah. He talked about the company's acquisition strategy and the role that private equity has played in that growth. He also shared his firsthand experience at the helm of a company that's growing really quickly through acquisitions and some of the challenges that go along with that. So what I find interesting is that SwiftPage has its own fascinating growth story, but it's also helping to fuel so many small and mid-sized companies that use the tools. So I have to say I'm really looking forward to hearing more about it. Katie, let's get to the story. Let's hear you speak with John Oshel. I am here with John Oshel, the CEO of SwiftPage. John, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Katie. So SwiftPage's website describes the company as a leading provider of software and services that help small and mid-sized businesses grow. For listeners who might not be familiar with your business, can you give a brief overview of of SwiftPage and your offerings? We provide an open cloud-enabled CRM platform or customer relationship management platform. Uh, It's branded ACT, and the ACT brand has been around for, for quite some time. And what we do is we provide that plus uh, different services around that, which uh, basically houses the most critical information that small businesses need in order to grow. And uh, that's what we've been doing for the last uh, several years or so. Great. Let's talk a little bit about how new technology developments are changing the CRM space. What are some of the trends that you're seeing there? Yeah, this is really exciting, Katie. I mean, there is so much going on in the, in the uh, CRM industry and in technology in, in general. But what we see happening over the next uh, three to five years is a dramatic shift in the way that uh, customers or users of software want to interact with that software. If you think about, you know, all the different generations that, that are out there, you know, you've got the baby boomers like us and or me anyway, uh, and you've got, you know, the millennials and uh, Gen Xs, and et cetera. But you have another one that's coming out called Gen Z, and they're in the marketplace now. The youngest is, is in middle school, and uh, the oldest of that generation is just entering the workforce. And they've basically grown up with a whole different set of technologies. They've grown up with technologies that are not these big monolithic uh, applications. They've grown up with um, interacting with uh, with uh, voice and with uh, with thumbs uh, as opposed to keyboards, you know, etc. So, so what we see uh, coming down the pike is people don't want to have these big applications anymore. What they want is they want purpose-built functionality or purpose-built applications where they can interact with only the pieces of functionality that they, that they need to do their job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they want to interact with it in multiple ways. They want to be able to speak to it. They want to be able to, to access it in their car. They want to be able to access it on their television uh, in addition to their phone and, and, and other devices. So. There's a lot of different uh, things that we see coming down that are just going to dramatically change 
um, I believe and we believe uh, the way that uh, the CRM industry is is going to manifest itself. Um, the other the other last piece I'll put on that is that people also don't want to have. Uh, even though they want to use um, little bits and pieces of it, they don't want all these little bits and pieces of it sitting out by themselves and not connected. You know, we, we term this uh, phrase, we call it the connected workplace, and, and that's really what people want. They want any information, any tools that they use, they want that information to flow seamlessly across uh, you know all those tools, and, and they have access to them. So lots of, uh, lots of interesting things that are, that are happening um, and that we see coming down the pike. And what about voice activation technology? How are you seeing that evolve and ultimately changing business? Yeah, I think uh, voice activation is, is dramatically changing the way uh, all businesses going to interact with, with software. And if you take a look at, you know, the, the continuum of, of adoption of technology, right, it starts with consumers. Consumers are the, are the first to really adopt technology, then it goes to small businesses, then mid-businesses, and, and then and finally enterprises. And enterprise businesses are probably the last to adopt the uh, you know technologies as they come out, um, and if you look at where the, the whole uh, consumer space is is, uh, is heading, it's, it's all voice interaction. You know, you've got the Amazon Alexa stuff that is that has come out. You got Google Home. You know, even uh, your television now. You talk to your television. You got Comcast and all these other uh, you know, Dish Network, etc. You just speak into the microphone. So. People are used to and are getting uh, very uh, demanding to be able to interact with things from a voice perspective. Even your car, right? You, if you're in your car, you know, there's a lot of voice interaction, et cetera. So all of that is, is beginning to bubble itself into uh, the, the, the SMB market um, because, you know, the SMBs are very used to doing it at home from a consumer standpoint. They're, they're, it's easier to adopt. Uh, and so you're, you're kind of seeing that uh, come through. So where we see uh, uh, voice interaction uh, and all different types of interaction with, with the software, uh, it, in the next, you know, 12 to 18 months, it's just going gonna, it's, it's gonna to go uh, crazy uh, is, is what we see. And, and you know, if, if you're a, a, a technology provider or a, or a software provider, if you're not working on this right now, you're way behind the, uh, the eight ball uh, because it'll, it'll just uh, run past you very, very quickly. And can you talk about how you at SwiftPage are, are working on these things, how you're incorporating new technologies, and how do you expect them to improve your offerings for an end user? Yeah, at SwiftPage, what we do uh, with the ACT platform, what, we, what we've done over the last couple of years is really created a core platform, which we call the, uh, the premium uh, open cloud-enabled uh, platform, right? So that, that's where the core of all the software. And then we've begun to build um, uh, applications and, and different uh, purpose-built applications around that core, uh, things like Act Connect, Act Companion, um, you know, et cetera. Well, one of the things that we, we've looked at is what we created, uh, what we call Ask Act. And uh, the first uh, release of that was connecting the, the Act platform and all the purpose-built apps to the Alexa, the Amazon Alexa um, uh, platform, if, if you would. So. Uh, and that's really the beginning. So that that whole uh, architecture, if you would, is the beginning of how we're looking to um, move our entire software and platform into a, a way where it can be interacted with uh, via voice, whether it's through Alexa, whether it's through your car, whether it's through your television or whatever. So we're putting together this entire architecture now that you can interact with uh, with, with the ACT uh, platform uh, via voice. So you can say, hey, uh, open act, 
Uh, how did my marketing campaign go? What do my opportunities look like? What should I be doing next, et cetera? So, you know, that, that whole architecture is, is an interaction architecture, but it's also the beginnings of uh, connecting that to what we're calling our recommendation architecture and our artificial intelligence uh, architecture as well. So uh, and we can talk about that, uh, you know, here in, in a few minutes if you'd like. But, you know, so everything that we do um, is, you know, we don't just like launch little pieces of technology and say, hey, now I just connected to Alexa. It's a whole architecture that we've put underneath of uh, and around uh, our platform to enable us to continue to move quickly into this whole voice interaction uh, type of phenomena that we see happening. Hmm. Yeah, and you mentioned AI. Can you dig into that a little bit more? Yeah, that's you know that's one of our favorite uh, favorite topics, Katie. Uh, you know, if you look at uh, small businesses, right, and, and everybody says that small and medium businesses are are unique, and and they are unique, and they're unique because they need everything that a uh, enterprise business needs, except that they don't have the resources, either you know people or money uh, or the time to to really implement you know a lot of the stuff that the enterprises uh, have access to. So, what you really need when you're when you're providing uh, tools and platforms etc. for the SMB market is a way that the software can work for the customer instead of the customer working for the software. Um, so if you, if you take that thought process and you say, okay, well what does that mean? Okay, go all the way back to we have this platform. It's a connected workplace. We've got all these, all these tools that the small businesses are using. We want all that information to be flowing and stored in, in the CRM, in the Act uh, Open uh, Cloud-enabled platform. Now, if you have all that information, how do you use that? Well, this is really where you start putting together this recommendation architecture, this artificial intelligence layer that starts looking at all that information and saying, okay, what should I do next, right? Um, you know, a lot of what, what's happening up at the enterprise level is they have all this data that, uh, and information that's being stored, and they go out and they hire data scientists, et cetera, and they go in and they mine it and they, they create all this great stuff. Well, small businesses don't have the time nor the, the resources to be able to do that. So, you know, from an AI perspective, what you want to be able to do is say, okay, um, let me see what, uh, what's happening in my business. And then you can, you know, pull that up. And we, we've launched what we call Act Insight, which is the, is the beginning of the architecture to be able to do this. It's going into all of that information, pulling it out and saying, okay, this is what's, what's happening in your business. Then the next step is to say, okay, well, what does that mean? What should I do, right? Because it, it's great that you're saying, okay, this is what's happening in my business, but if you don't have time or money or resources to be able to say, okay, now what do I do next? You really want that software to be able to tell you, say, okay, hey, listen, based upon this marketing campaign, you should do X, Y, and Z because this is what uh, the trends that we're seeing, not only in your business, but businesses that are like yours are also doing this to be successful. So, you know, that's, that's kind of where we're taking all, all of this. And I think that's where the entire industry, uh, by the way, is, is going from, uh, uh, from an AI perspective. I think if you look at things like voice interaction and AI and recommendation architectures, total game changers um, in, in not only the CRM industry, but the entire software industry in the next three to five years. No, that's fascinating. And is this, are, is that technology already in the market? And if so, what are you hearing from your customers in terms of feedback? So we, we've got uh, Ask Act is already in the market. So we released that in uh, in our previous uh, release, and we just updated it again in uh, our 20.1 release that came out in March. 
Um, and so, you know, it, it's, it's, it's good. We're getting a lot of feedback. So people are, are looking at the ACT Insight as almost uh, as, a, as a console, if you would, the, the entry portal into the entire CRM uh, platform. So if you think about, you know, again, getting back to people don't want to have this whole big monolithic application that they have to traverse through to, see, to get all their information. If they can have a portal that, you know, is almost like a, a console that you can set up and, and kind of configure to what, what you need, and then you, you're looking at that and saying, okay, that's telling me how my business is doing. Now let me click on that and drive down into the details. I can see the details, but then also begin to get recommendations coming out of that. So um, I think, you know, we're, we're getting really good feedback. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the key that, uh, which is really nice about, uh, from our standpoint about having SMBs, we have over 80,000 customers uh, around the world, and that, that equates to over 300,000 people every day getting up and using our software. We get a lot of feedback, <laughs> which yeah. is good, right? And so, you know, our, those, those folks are telling us, you know, hey, you know, take it this way, you know, et cetera. So I think it's in the beginning stages. Um, we're getting great feedback on it, but, uh, you know, we'll continue to evolve it uh, over the next couple of years. And what are some of the challenges either that you're hearing from your clients or that you've spotted yourself um, that we don't yet have a technological solution for in this industry and where you expect that we'll see one emerge? Yeah, and I think it gets back to, uh, Katie, what I'm going to term uh, total convergence, right? So that's, you know, uh, we talk about the connected workplace, right, where people say like, hey, I'm using these five other tools in addition to your, you know, open cloud-enabled platform, but, you know, how do I make sure that that information that I'm putting in those tools makes it to my, uh, you know, into my, um, into my CRM, et cetera. So that's one aspect of it. But when I say total convergence, I really mean that every tool and every device that you use needs to be connected. So, and, we're, and as a society, we're, we're getting there, right? So you, walk, you, you have your phone, you get into your car, your, your phone and your car are connected, right? When you come back in the house, your, your phone and your television should be connected. You know, all other devices should be connected. So I think that's what, particularly in the SMB space, there's, uh, you know, people are screaming for and demanding and saying, you know, we need to make sure that all of this is connected. And I'm not sure we have the solution, you know, not only just SwiftPage is not a solution, but technologically I'm not sure we have uh, that, that solution uh, yet around the, in the industry. So I think those are one thing that, you know, I think that will come. Uh, and if you think about that total convergence of, of software, of, of devices, and then put artificial intelligence and learning on top of that, you know, that's, that's really what, uh, what, what's needed. And it's, you know, we've got bits and pieces of it, but I don't think we have the, the whole solution yet in place. Let's um, switch gears a little bit and talk about SwiftPage's path to growth. I understand that the company has grown through a number of acquisitions. Can you talk a little bit about those? Yeah, so, you know, all the way back, I took over as CEO back in uh, July of 2012. And at the time, SwiftPage was just a, a very small startup company. It had about 15 uh, people. Our technology was just email marketing platform. So think of something like a Constant Contact or a MailChimp or something like that. That's what SwiftPage was. We called it SwiftPage Connect. And, um, you know, when we really wanted to figure out how we were going to grow, uh, we really had to put in you know, a, a long-term strategy. So what we did is we looked at the SMB market, and, and that's because that's where we were focusing. And we said, you know, the, the SMB market needs four digital pillars in order to grow. 
we call them presence, traffic, conversion, retention, and optimizations tools. So, you know, presence is pretty, you know, pretty self-explanatory. That's your website, your Facebook pages, et cetera. Traffic drives traffic to, those, to that presence, which then creates leads. Conversion and retention then converts those leads to customers, retains those customers, and, and grows them. Optimization tools are things like financial software, HR software, payment systems, et cetera. So we were playing in the conversion retention space in a very small way with our little email marketing platform. So what we said is our long-term growth strategy is we wanted to own conversion and retention for the SMB market. And so we say, okay, how are you going to do that? Well, the very first thing you need to do is find what is the anchor of conversion and retention. In conversion and retention, we believe the anchor is CRM. Uh, why? Because customer relationship management houses the most critical information you need in order to you know, convert customers, retain them, and grow them. So that's where we went out and said, okay, in order for us to own conversion retention, we have got to go out and acquire the anchor because we weren't going to build it when we, you know, and we didn't have it. So that's when we went out and we, uh, we acquired the, uh, the ACT brand in, in March of 2013. And we also acquired a company called Sales Logics, which was another CRM system that, that uh, at the same time. So we did two acquisi- acquisitions simultaneously. We very quickly realized that the uh, Sales Logics platform was really more geared towards the mid and, and enterprise. And so we only uh, held that for about uh, 15, 18 months. We uh, cleaned that up, and then we divested that off in, in September of 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we uh, you know, we focused on on ACT, and then we in, uh, integrated our technology into that. Uh, and over the last uh, couple of years, what we've been doing, or, or three or four years, is is really kind of honing that, uh, taking that, um, and creating that cloud, open cloud enabled platform, really getting it to a point where we now have this. Um, SaaS-based, subscription-based business, Uh, and now we're starting to look at, okay, what are the adjacent technologies around CRM in that conversion retention space that we can uh, acquire to bolt on to, uh, you know, to that? So things like marketing automation, sales automation, can we get uh, go specific and dive deeper into verticals, um, et cetera? So we have a very uh, a very long, well thought out uh, acquisition uh, plan. Um, now we just need the capital to be able to do it. Yeah, and on the topic of capital, did you use any outside financing to make those acquisitions? We did. We uh, we, we used uh, uh, both uh, you know private equity. We had uh, you know two private equity firms that uh, came in and, and uh, helped us out, uh, as well as uh, some debt through uh, you know some debt providers, um, uh, etc., which helped us. So if you think about it, you know we were this little tiny startup, which went out and acquired two very large companies, and you know we went from 15 people uh, here in Denver, Colorado, to 350, we call ourselves Swifties because we're Swift page, you know, 350 Swifties in, in multiple locations around the world, and we did that overnight. So oh. it was, uh, you know, it was a big jump. Uh, but, you know, so, yes, private equity and, and, uh, and you know, primary debt uh, were one of the ways that we uh, were able to finance, uh, finance the acquisition. And talk about some of the challenges maybe that arose through, through growing that quickly. It, it was it was a, it was a fun and wild ride, Katie. I mean, if you think about like we just you know like I just said, you know, 15 people to 350 people, one small company to now all of a sudden three companies trying to come together, um, and so you know, major major uh, challenge. Very different cultures. Um, you know, we had we had offices over in the UK, we had offices in India, we had offices in the Philippines, uh, all over the U.S. We had four offices in the U.S. You know, et cetera. So. 
you know, lot, lots of uh, different challenges. So the number one thing that uh, in, in order to, to make this work is you have to have a very, very strong purpose and vision, right? And ours was super simple, and it has to be simple, right? It can't be some really long thing that nobody can understand. I mean, our purpose is super, super simple. It is we fuel small business growth. That's it. It's really easy to understand. That's why we get up every single day. That's why every Swifty comes to work every single day is to fuel small business growth. And our vision, which is, you know, where we want to be, is the world will know us as the number one small business um, solution. So, you know, so that's that's our, our vision. Uh, and so we're on this journey from our purpose to our vision, and we need a compass to kind of um, guide us through that. We call it, uh, you know, some people call it values. We call it living the exclamation, and there's a set of, of, of statements or values, if you would, that, that guide us uh, on that jersey, uh, journey. And you have to have that nailed, uh, nailed down right in the beginning. Otherwise, you know, p- people need to anchor to something. In addition to that, you have to have a very clear strategy. Right? So if you ask any Swifty, you know, what's our strategy, they'll say, own conversion and retention for the SMB, transform, convert, retain, and grow. Right, so that is that's that's it. That's our strategy, right? And so it, it's it's that everybody can understand it. They all know where we're going. Uh, they can see progress against that, uh, etc. So you need to put all that in place, which which basically is the foundation of your culture. Mm-hmm. And and then very quickly, you need to understand that there's going to be three groups of people. There's going to be a group of people that are 100% on board, say, yes, absolutely, I'm, I'm, I'm in, let's do it, let's go, 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 go. Um, and then, so that's one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum, you're going to have a group of people that are just like, no way, this is never going to work, you know, et cetera. And then there's a big group in the middle, and those are sitting on the fence. So the very first thing you want to do is don't waste any time on the very far end of the spectrum where people are saying, you know, hey, oh, this is never going to work or whatever. Get them out. Right? You, you, you're just not going to get. They're not going to. They're not going to change. Focus all of your attention on that middle group and the and the group that's that's with you because you want that middle group to come along with you. And if they can't make that journey, then you need to get them out uh, as quickly as, as 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 possible. So, I know it sounds kind of uh, kind of uh, you know uh, rough a little bit, but you know that's that's what you have to do, and you have to do it fast. Uh, because if, if you don't do it fast, then, then it just kind of stagnates and, and, you know, you have all, all this baggage that you have to deal with. If you go in, you put all this in place and, and you move quickly, um, you know, you can get a, a group of people uh, or Swifties, as, as we call them, that are, you know, really tied to the purpose and understand the strategy and want to work uh, like crazy to, uh, to make it happen. And one final question, John, that we like to ask all our podcast guests, is there anything that you've been reading recently, either for business or for pleasure, um, that's changed the way you think about an issue, either the way that, that you run your company or, or in life more generally? Yeah, you know, it, it's funny. I just, uh, I, I just read a, a blog uh, and, a, and, a, and a presentation uh, from the Interactive Advertising Bureau, or IAB. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just had their big... Um, uh, conference. I think it was in February, uh, their annual leadership conference, and and it was really uh, uh, the, the the topic was was called the rise of the 21st century brand economy. Hmm. And uh, if you think about how brands are are changing dramatically now, my background is I come from big brand companies. I used to work for Kellogg's, used to work for Johnson and Johnson. I mean, those are kind of the ultimate brand uh, companies, if you would. 
And those brands are in serious uh, jeopardy. Uh, I mean, if you think about how somebody like, um, you know, Harry Shaving has come uh, come on uh, out of nowhere and just taken, you know, multiple points of market share away from Gillette instantaneously. So it, it, this whole idea of, of brand and how you need to now work on your brand and why is that so important for, for us at SwiftPage is, the ACT brand has been around for 30 years. We've only owned it for, for five years, um, but, you know, it's been around for a long, a long period of time. So it's, it's well-known. It has a very, very strong brand uh, presence. It has a lot of brand loyalty. But if we're not careful in the 21st brand economy, ACT could just be swept under the rug and, 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 and go away, uh, you know, et cetera. So, you know, I was really kind of reading through, through this, and, and, and uh, you know, the thing that stuck to me the most was that, Brands have to traverse what's called the last three miles, right? So they have to, uh, you have, and the last three miles are to the head of, of an individual, to the heart of an individual, and to the home slash business of, 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 the, of the individual. So, you know, it was a fascinating uh, read, uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, for me, it, it totally started changing the way we're looking at our, our, our brand awareness, we're looking at our marketing, uh, et cetera. So I would encourage everybody to go take a look at it. It's called The Rise of the 21st Century Brand uh, Economy. And it seems like you know today disruption is really the name of the game, so that's an interesting perspective looking at it from a brand standpoint and how you sort of maintain your competitiveness within that environment, it sounds like. Correct. Absolutely. Great. Well, I think that's a good place to end it. John, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you so much, Katie. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Hope I can come back again sometime soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Middle Market Growth Conversations. Subscribe to the podcast in the iTunes store where you can listen to the past episodes and hear the next episode in two weeks. While you're there, we'd love if you could rate the show and leave a review to help other listeners find out about us. After you've rated the show, Head over to our website, middlemarketgrowth.org, for more stories about successful mid-sized companies and middle market M&A.